Thank you for tuning into the Freedom Church podcast, where you can catch our Sunday sermon on demand at any time. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the content that's shared every week at our local church in Round Rock, Texas. Here's this week's sermon. Happy Easter, everyone. He is risen. And I said in the first century, he is risen indeed. Welcome to those watching online and those here on site. But let me just say, doesn't it feel good to be worshiping together after not having this opportunity last year for Easter? Like one of, one of my favorite things about Easter is joining with other believers and singing all about what Easter means to me. There's something about worshiping together. And here's the good news about Easter. God wants to put a brand new song of hope in your heart. God can give you hope no matter what situation you are facing right now. You can walk into this place one way and you can walk out a completely different person with a brand new song on your lips and on your heart. Have you ever noticed that every great movie has a great soundtrack? There is theme music around every great movie. And no soundtrack is better than this one right here. Greatest soundtrack ever produced. Check it out. When I hear that sound, it makes me, I want to run stairs. I want to do push-ups. I want to eat raw eggs. But I still don't want to eat healthy, man. I am. A great director sets up a movie with music. For example, if someone is walking down a dark hallway, creepy music starts playing. You know in seconds someone's going to die. You're on edge. You're nervous. And if you're like some people, you start talking to the people in the movie like, don't go there. Stop. How many of you guys talk to people in scary movies like that? Raise your hand if you're one of those people. And as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about our own lives and how we all have a theme music in our life whether we like it or recognize it or not there is a soundtrack soundtrack that is playing in our head and this soundtrack determines how we act what we speak and how we respond so let me ask you this question this Easter what is the theme music of your life right now and do you like it as I was thinking about that question I was thinking about a lot of you in this room if we could tap into the theme music in your life, for some of you, it would sound a lot like this. This right here. <laughs> right. You're like, your life's a constant caffeine buzz. You're running from one thing to the next, trying to climb the corporate ladder, find success, find happiness, take your kids, he take your kids here, take your kids there, go to sleep, get up, go to work, retire, and then what? Many people in our culture today are running around frantically, but we have no idea why. There's another group of people, if we would listen to their soundtrack, this is what it would sound like right here. Check this out. <laughs> Nothing good seems to happen. Everywhere you turn, there is tragedy and disaster. Your life is constantly a horror movie. You're always waiting to see what's the next bad thing that's going to happen. 
This next one is kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad at the same time. I realize that there's a lot of people here this morning, if you could hear the soundtrack of their life, this is what it would sound like. Check this out. And this morning, at the end of my message, we will be releasing our first ever song that was written and composed by Freedom Church. It's a song about the hope of Easter. And we were inspired to write this song by one of the followers of Jesus, Peter, and how he got this hope and how he found hope in the power of the resurrection and how it changed his life. See, Peter was one of Christ's most committed followers. He heard all his teachings, saw every one of his miracles. He left everything to follow Jesus. But when Jesus died, all of Peter's hope was gone. It was his worst day ever. He was devastated. But on the third day, he went to the tomb. Here's the good news. Jesus was no longer there. And because Jesus was no longer there, that moment changed Peter's life forever. And 30 years later, after the resurrection, Peter writes to a group of believers about that hope. As they're facing some difficult circumstances, just like us, we have faced a pretty difficult year. We have faced a lot of challenges. But I want to tell you, and I want to give you a song that God wants to give you about a hope that you can have. Peter writes this in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3. He said, praise to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into, underline this word, a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Peter tells us his hope isn't in his circumstances. It's not in his positions or it's not in his prestige, but it's in a person. And the person that he has his hope in is the resurrected Jesus Christ. Here's the hope that Peter had. Peter had hope because Jesus is alive. I have a friend who doesn't believe in Jesus, but he does believe in professional wrestling. I'm like, bro, let me get this. You don't believe Jesus rose from the dead to save mankind from sin, but you do believe that the undertaker rose from the dead to defeat mankind at WrestleMania. Makes no sense to me, right? People say all the time, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe he's a good moral teacher, but the whole idea of him being the only God and the only way to heaven and raising from the dead, that is something that Christians made up hundreds of years later. Those people don't understand the letters of the apostles and the letters of Peter that he says. Do you realize, do you understand how real the resurrection was to Peter? The idea of the resurrection changed Peter from a man who denied Jesus three times to a teenage girl in the span of an hour to a man who is writing that his only hope is in the fact that Jesus is alive. And history tells us just a few years later, after writing this letter, Peter would be executed for his faith in Jesus by being crucified upside down. He didn't even think it was worthy to die like Jesus died. And Eusephus, a church historian, writes the day before Peter was crucified, he watched his wife being taken to the gallows to be crucified. And his last words to his wife as she was drug out to be nailed to the cross was, Remember Christ, my beloved. 
One thing history teaches us that is certain, that's undeniable, is that Peter believed that Jesus rose from the dead. And history tells us it's not just Peter, but all the disciples died a martyr's death because they believed and they preached in a resurrected Jesus. They believe that Jesus is alive. And it's a matter of historical fact, not just through the Bible, but other respected historians, Josephus, Irenaeus, Tacitus, who weren't even Christians, but they wrote this. Their writings record that Jesus died on the cross and that people from all over Jerusalem and throughout the Roman Empire believed that he resurrected from the dead. And because Jesus is alive, we can have freedom from our past. Look at verse, verse 3 says this. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope. But I like the way the message translates it, this. Verse 3, we've been given a brand new life. Have you ever been ha halfway through a project you're working in? It's not turning out like the way you want it. You just want to just break it and, man, just start all over. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been halfway through life and you wish you could start all over? Well, here's the good news about Easter. Because of Jesus, you can have a do-over. You don't have to live with the guilt and the shame of your past mistakes and failure. I heard a story of this husband and this wife. They, they kept getting into this argument about who changes the toilet paper. When the, to when the toilet paper gets all the way down to the cylinder, the husband says, I always change the toilet paper rolls. The wife says, I change it just as much as you do. And they're going back and forth. So finally, one day, the husband gets fed up with it. He says, I'm going to show her. So every time the toilet paper was all the way down to the cylinder, he would take a cardboard cylinder, he would sign it and date it. Then he would replace it with a new one. He would then take the cardboard cylinder, put it in a trash bag, that he was stashing with all these cylinders, and then he waited patiently, strategically for the perfect moment. Eventually, sure enough, the argument comes up again. You never changed the toilet paper. She says, I changed it just as much as you did. He says, no way. He goes to the garage, gets a trash bag, puts the cylinders in front of her. Let me prove it to you. He goes out there in the trash bag and with a bunch of cylinders just go before her feet. You see, and he says, see, I change it more than you do. You know what she says? You're crazy. This is not a smart man. How many of you guys are married to that man? Don't say it. Don't say it. Sometimes you win a battle, but you lose the war. And here's the thing. A lot of people think God's like that. That he's up in heaven waiting for us to make a mistake. That he's writing down all our mistakes and failures from the past so that he can pour it at the right time. He says, you're such a loser. This is why I'm going to send you to hell. That's not what Peter tells us. That's not what the Bible teaches us. I want you to look what Peter says. In his great mercy, he offers us a new birth into a living hope. And Easter is that reminder that we don't have to be bound by our past. We don't have to be bound by our mistakes. That our worst moments don't define us. That God's not getting ready to pour out our mistakes on us. But instead, Easter reminds us that Jesus lived the life we should have lived. And he died the death we should have died. And he conquered death sin hell in the grave and we can have a brand new start and that's good news easter also reminds us that we have hope for tomorrow the nlt translates verse 3 like this because god raised jesus christ from the dead now we live with great expectation underline that word is there expectation right now about your future some of you look what's happened in the news, what happened the last year. You look at your life, your health. 
and you say, I don't think expectation would be the word that would describe my future right now. But hope, expectation is a powerful thing. Let me tell you, hope is not optimism. It's not just positive feelings. It's not just good vibes. A living hope is bigger than your bank account. It's bigger than your last doctor's visit. It's bigger than your family problems. And it's bigger than your current circumstances. Because some people have this false idea of hope. They think hope is like the song that Justin Timberlake sings, Can't Stop the Feeling, where he says, I got sunshine in my pocket. I got good soul in my feet. I feel that good vibes in my body. Have you ever heard that song? I want you to hear that song. Check out this song. be honest a lot of people when they hear that song they think that's what hope is and I got sunshine in my pocket but what if you wake up tomorrow and you don't have sunshine in your pocket what if you have hailstones or kidney stones or even worse what happens when things get tough Peter still says that we have hope because though feelings and circumstances change let me tell you Jesus never changes in verse 6 this is what Peter says he says greatly rejoice He's got, you got a song, you got a theme in your life, no matter what you're facing. Or like NLT says this, be truly glad that there's wonderful joy ahead. Underline this word, even though. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while. Peter says, rejoice even though. We can still have a song of hope even though we go through difficulties. And Easter reminds us that we're glad even though. Even though life might be really hard right now. Rejoice even though. Things at work are crazy. Rejoice even though you haven't met the love of your life yet. Rejoice even though you have met the love of your life yet and they're not acting like the love of your life. (laughs) Rejoice even though a friend let you down. Rejoice even though you're struggling with sin and temptation and you don't like those feelings inside. Rejoice even though the doctor gave you a bad report. Rejoice because Jesus rose from the dead. Sin and death are conquered. Your sin and guilt has been put away. You have new life and we have the hope of heaven to hang on to. We have a song of hope. Because of Jesus, we can wake up every day and say, I have great expectations. Is that your life? Peter writes in verse 4 that we have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And he says this, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. The early followers of Jesus lived with the hope of heaven. Their ultimate expectation, their ultimate hope wasn't anchored in this world. It was anchored in Jesus and the hope of heaven. And the Bible tells us that heaven is a place Where there is no more crying, no more pain, no more mourning, no more suffering. A place of ultimate victory. In other words, it's the opposite of being a Dallas Cowboys fan. (laughs) Believe me, I know I'm a hardcore Cowboys fan. No more loss, no more difficulty. Reunited with loved ones. That's the hope we all need, especially after the season of COVID, right? According to the CDC, there have been... 548,162 COVID-related deaths in the United States alone. Those numbers can be overwhelming, but those aren't just numbers to me. Those numbers represent a name. The name of my Uncle Ray Ortiz, who was like a second dad to me. It's hard to think back to my favorite childhood memories without him in one. My Uncle Ray died February 6th of this year from COVID complications. He was healthy before COVID, never been to the doctor, no prior illnesses. 
My Uncle Ray was an awesome man. He took me to Disneyland. We spent Christmases together. He was at every one of my major life events. He traveled to Texas to watch me graduate Bible college. He came to Austin to visit me. And last year before COVID, after all these years, we were finally planning to go on our first family cruise together before Alana graduated. And then COVID messed up everything. How many of you guys had a moment where just COVID just kind of interrupted your life last year? We were so excited, but it got canceled. Here's one of the last videos Monk Ray sent me. What's up, Benito? We would be home from our trip already. They were all having fun and just teasing me. We never got a chance to go on that trip. Lots of memories left on the table. The death of a loved one is the most painful thing you can endure, right? Death can also be scary for the person that is facing death. But my Uncle Ray's hope was in Jesus. When things took a turn for worse with COVID, my Uncle Ray wasn't afraid of death. He said, don't put me on the ventilator. He said, my life is on God's hands. I'm ready to see Jesus. And last month, I went back home to New Mexico to preach my uncle's funeral. Though COVID took his life, it didn't take away our hope. His funeral wasn't filled with despair, but hope. Though we were mourning, though we were grieving, we were comforting one another because we knew that COVID and death hadn't won. Monk Ray was a wealthy businessman. God blessed him in so many ways tremendously, and he was a blessing to others. But more than that, he was a man of God. At his funeral was full, even though there were so many restrictions in New Mexico because of COVID. And people came forward to his, talk about his life, to say a few words. And they didn't mention his possessions or his wealth. They mentioned how he loved them, how he led them to Jesus, how he prayed with them, how he blessed them. And after his funeral, that afternoon, we spent the night talking about heaven. And what happened is when we were talking about heaven, the Holy Spirit just came in that room overwhelmed us there was a peace that passes all understanding and we had this expectation this hope that COVID had not won but we will see him again because Jesus rose from the dead COVID and cancer don't win Alzheimer doesn't win disease and death doesn't win Jesus wins every single time we have the hope of heaven. And the message of Easter is this. Hope has won. You might feel like you have no hope. Like the wind has been knocked out of you this year. Because Jesus is alive, so is your hope. Death and disease are defeated. Guilt is no more. The power of sin is broken. And let me tell you, you can have a hope that is bigger than the circumstances of life. Jesus can give you a hope in the midst of your depression and divorce and addiction. He can replace your loneliness, despair, and heartache with unshakable hope. The good news of Easter is Jesus can give you a brand new theme song for your life. A song that forever declares for all eternity that hope has won. Thanks again for listening to the Freedom Church podcast. We hope that you were inspired and motivated to continue to grow in your faith. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others.